This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. All right, it is the Lombardi Line. Good morning. Welcome to October. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi back on his throne at the Borgata. Good morning, Michael. How you doing, man? I am so good, Patrick. Happy October to you. Everything's great. We're all ready to go. We're in fall football. What could be better, right? The smell in the air. There's a little bit of uh, excitement. We got some great college games today. I'm really looking forward to it. Has Iowa stopped scoring yet? I just wanted well, to let check me on just, that. I'm going to look under my computer to see if there's any more yeah. picks from Tua, <laughs> Tua's brother. Don't say a bad thing about it. And that's the one I thing. I will never we, do that. You know, Iowa, a huge win yesterday. But the thing about Iowa is they're so opportunistic. 51-14, easily cover, closes three. They're so oppor- They lead the nation in turnovers, forced at 16. This is what they do. They play great defense, conservative on offense, and turn you over. And they went to College Park and just absolutely obliterated Maryland. Yeah, they're a great – well, you know, Kirk Ferentz does a great job. I mean, he's got that program. I mean, you know, who is the best team in the Big Ten? I, it might be Iowa. They might be the best team in the Big Ten. We'll find out today. Everybody's on Wisconsin. I mean, I know I know that Michigan hasn't played anybody and Michigan's suspect defense. But, you know, I mean, Wisconsin, we keep giving Wisconsin a thousand chances to prove they're good, and they haven't proved it to us yet. We'll see today. So that one's fascinating. 14th ranked Michigan heads to Wisconsin today. And you were asking me yesterday, so why why is Wisconsin favored in this matchup? So I started doing some digging to answer that question because I didn't have an answer yesterday. So right now, Wisconsin, they open one. So they're actually getting bet, Michael. They're up to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the only way I, I can justify this is Michigan, who had the best rush attacking in the country in the second half against Rutgers, completely got shut down. I mean, they have two yeah, first downs. Three in the, first down. Yeah, what, two, two, two or three, or three right? First yeah. downs in the second half. So maybe there's something to that. And also, you know, Mertz, who's been getting killed. I hate to talk about college kids this way, but Graham Mertz has been horrible. He has more interceptions. He has more pick sixes essentially than he does touchdowns. But remember, he was under center last year when Wisconsin went to Ann Arbor and pummeled Michigan 49-11, where he didn't have to do too much. Now the difference is. Last year, Wisconsin had that great rush attack, and this year it just doesn't have it. So, again, I don't know, Michael. It's This is a number that looks dubious, and when it looks this dubious, you start to get scared. Yeah, I mean, it's a stay away from me. I just asked the question. I mean, I liked Michigan. I'm going to take Michigan and see if Wisconsin could prove me wrong. Uh, I'll yeah. be the contrarian on this pick uh, and see if they could prove me wrong. I mean, I just don't understand it. I mean, Michigan looks like they, they, they've, they've done things differently. Michigan in terms of how they've approached the season and how they've handled everything. I mean, they've been able to beat bad teams convincingly when in the past they've struggled to beat bad teams, right? That's right. That's I mean, right. we've struggled to see them play. You know, usually they have a the Appalachian State. I mean, but they beat Western Michigan. Now, I know Western Michigan isn't great, 47-14. Dominate Wisconsin. They say, well, Wisconsin, Washington, excuse me, they dominate Washington. Not very good. They come back Northern Illinois. I mean, okay, Northern Illinois versus Eastern Michigan today. You have a pick in that one. I like that one. And then Rutgers. I mean, they, they, they get ahead of Rutgers, and they kind of don't have a second half. So we'll find out. But I, I just think, to me, when you watch Michigan, whatever you want to say about them, I think the defense is much improved. I think it's much improved. It's more complex than what Don Brown was doing it gives the players a better chance. They don't have to play man-to-man every single play. I mean, they're the fourth-ranked defense in college football. I mean, I, they can't control who they play, but last year or years like this, they haven't been this good. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting with Michigan and Wisconsin. Both, you know, you think about Wisconsin and they do have a, a legit elite defense, but Michigan's defense has been great, as you just you just referenced. One thing I will say, Michigan's 4-0. They're 3-1 ATS. I, don't overthink it. You know, you're getting points with the better team, a, a, a run game that's been awesome, second half excluded against Rutgers. And like you said, Rutgers is much improved with Shiano. So that's one. Uh, we talked, there's just huge matchups today. And could it be bigger for Cincinnati as they head to Notre Dame with, you know, they have to go 13-0. and 0. There's no margin for error to get into that final four for Cincinnati out of the American as far as the group. You know, I was thinking, think about the irony with Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. The last time Cincinnati, now Cincinnati's a good program, Michael, but in 09, Brian Kelly had this Bearcat program three in the country, and here they come favored at Notre Dame laying a point and a half. Big game for Desmond Ryder, right? Big game for Desmond Ryder. I think, I, I believe... Brian Kelly is five and two as an underdog at home, against the spread and straight up. He's five and two. It's rare to catch Notre Dame That's as a right. dog at home, especially against a program like Cincinnati. Now everybody's going to talk about. Well, you know, Indiana that was 14-point game. It was a lot closer than you think the score was. You know, look, it, it, it's always hard to play your best, but this Cincinnati team is led by their defense. And is Jack Coons going to play? I think that's the key. Yeah, Coons going to play absolutely. I mean, he I plays. say, I say, absolutely. With it's trending that he's going to. It play. is trending that can he's he, going to play. My assumption is can he, he play the whole game behind a bad Notre Dame offensive line? I think that's the real issue. Is can he stay healthy behind this offensive line? I, I think that's the question you've got to ask yourself. And you know, uh, Notre Dame has obviously the the, the the fourth quarter against Wisconsin. They generated the points. You know, they kind of put that game away. Wisconsin turned the ball over, but. To me, Notre Dame has been able to meet the challenge. I know Purdue wasn't a pretty win, but they won it. Cincinnati gets, you know, every time they play because they're Cincinnati, if they don't dominate their opponent, they, they, they get knocked down a tick. That's right. And I think, and I think that's a little bit wrong. I, I mean, when you, when you look at them over the landscape of the national, of the national, you know, where are they? You know, their numbers are incredible. They're the 11th best defense in the country. In a conference that typically doesn't play great defense, you know, they only give up the relative defense is 60.6. So, I mean, they're 23rd in that area. They're really good. Uh, and this is going to be the big Luke Fickle's team and Ryder. This is the big day for them. This is the big day. Ryder's got to play at a Heisman level today. Yep, much experience. And I, think that, and I think that's the theme of today, Patrick. I think if you're going to win, if Arkansas is going to try to compete against Georgia, you know, if if Mississippi can beat Alabama, you need blue chip play from the quarterback. Like, if you're going to beat Alabama, Corral's got to play. I mean, he's got to play at the highest level he's ever played. That's the way you win those games. The same thing at Arkansas. I think we'll see it if it happens. Yeah, we'll That's to, what's got to happen. I totally agree with you. The SEC, two big matchups there. We'll get to those in a second. I say this about Cone. I was kind of combing through some of the blogs on campus, and he obviously the ankle injury against Wisconsin. Looks like he's going to give it a go, whether or not he lasts the full game. We shall see. A little deceiving for Notre Dame. If you think about what happened against a Wisconsin team where they went off, remember, Michael, they went off in the second half, 31 
fourth quarter points for Notre Dame against that Wisconsin squad where they had a kick return for a touchdown, two pick sixes for a touchdown. Prior to that, against a very good Wisconsin defense, Notre Dame was limited to three and a half yards per play. So again, a little, not necessarily smoke and mirrors because this is a representative in the final four, three of the last four, what, two of the last three years for Notre Dame. So Brian Kelly's done a hell of a job. He's the winningest coach there in program history now, which is crazy to think. And here comes the Bearcats, who he coached. You know, the Bearcats, you and I always like to discuss how they're a breeding ground for coaches, whether it's Butch Jones, Mark D'Antonio, you know, Tupperville won nine games there. Brian Kelly, back in the day, had this team ranked three. And here comes Luke Fickle, who I know a lot of big programs want as well. And he's turned them down. I mean, I think he could have had the Michigan State job. But he's turned them down because I think he feels like you can win at Cincinnati. The key feels, look, they can get kids in school. It's a very fertile area. The state of Ohio, taking the seconds from Ohio State isn't exactly the worst thing you can do. And they're able to go into Florida and they're able to get kids. And look, he's got the formula. The formula is I found a quarterback, Desmond Ryder, and I, and I can ride on him. I, and then, then defensively, they have that defensive mentality that's not typical of the, of the American Football Conference. And they're able to play it at a high-level defense. And today, that's going to be the key. Can the Cincinnati Bearcat defense dominate a bad Notre Dame offensive line and create problems for their offense? We know Notre Dame will struggle offensively. You know, that 41-14 game at Wisconsin, as you pointed out accurately, was a little misleading. So I, I think this will be a fun game to watch. And you know what Fickle would say, Michael, is that he'd say, we're going to the Big 12. We accepted the invitation to go to the Big 12. So Cincinnati's going to head to the Big 12 out of the Americans. So I think that's a smart play for Cincinnati because I think the being in the Big 12, I mean, Oklahoma's going to learn that it's going to be harder to get to the finals going from the Southeast Conference than it is from the Big 12. I t- totally agree with you. All right, we take a breath. So think about what we've already gone through. We didn't even get to Arkansas at Georgia, two of the best defense. I think Georgia's got the best defense in the country. No doubt. Questions no doubt. at quarterback for both of them with injury. And then we haven't even talked about the lane train, your boy. <laughs> How about lane and an offense? If you think about the irony, so lane was part of the implementation of the spread for Nick Saban. Remember where Saban had yeah. to adjust and lane was like, okay, I'll bring the spread to you. And now Lane is just historically lighted up with Corral and that Mississippi team against now. Here comes Alabama. And I think the number was 14 and a half, 15 ish, right when I woke up this morning. So this is going to be fascinating. We went through all that and didn't even get to that. This is a big day. This is a big week five. Great as we day get in college going. football. It really is. It's going to be a good day. And there's going to be a lot of flipping and changing channels to see where we are. And, you know, it's, and it's tough to score. I did it last night. Berman and I, we squeezed in the many saints in Newark. So, you know, you got to pick your time in here. You got to make sure you got, it's hard to get it all in. Hey, well, Too many I'm, good football games. Inquiring minds would want to know, did you, is Berman going to be in control of the remote today? Because Millie's out of town. Millie generally takes uh, Bar- control. Berman's always in control of the remote. Yeah, we always let him have the remote, you, you know, so he can, he can handle it. He's he's, he's his game, he's got game. He was very happy with his Iowa pick, by the way. I, I'm surprised you haven't seen him driving around with his Iowa Hawkeye banner around because he <laughs> loved that pick. Loved that pick. Let's be fair. Ferenc V. Loxley, not overly fair. I just as... said that to somebody here at the book, somebody we were talking about it. I said, you got to think about that. You got to really think about that. You do. And BYU late night. BYU all of a sudden. I mean, what a job. I BYU's unbelievable. They're, they're undefeated in Arizona and undefeated in Utah. We're just getting started. It's week five college football here. Lombardi line. 
presented by BetMGM. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, of course, the king of sports books. Visit BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app. If you're in town here in Vegas, you live here, bring your state-issued ID to any MGM property, and you're going to be ready to bet within minutes. You can't beat it. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Again, only available here as far as Nevada and betting at the properties. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. It's just an exciting week five, Saturday, October 2nd. We should give a belated shout-out. You said it late last night. Yeah, I just realized. So, Matt, your youngest, he's right Mm -hmm. at the end of September. Then Mick goes October 1st with his birthday, right? One day apart. One day apart. Absolutely. One day apart. Perfect. Happy birthday to the boys. Two years. Two years and one day apart. It's it couldn't get better. We can't we can't do fifteen minutes of a show without wishing somebody a happy birthday on the show. There's no <laughs> doubt. Stephen, when's your birthday? We have to find yeah, out when's when Stephen the great Bond's Stephen ber- Bond, James Bond's birthday. February twenty yes. fifth. If he's still employed, we'll wish him a happy birthday. And by <laughs> yeah, the we way, we go through producers around here. We pretty rip quick. through them. Yeah. Hey, they, we, we're not we're not kind to these kids. When you uh, you know your best friend Drake. You know how your best friends with Drake. Yeah. October is his birthday <laughs> yeah. as well. October OVO as you know. Of course, you know, we always have a big birthday party in Toronto. I get invited every year. <laughs> yes, you do. If you can find I mean, the picture downstairs, we could throw that up because that is worth it always. <laughs> um, okay, so we should talk Mississippi, Alabama, because, you know, yeah. undefeated teams here, SEC. Last year in Oxford, this game was tied 42-42. Then Alabama, one of the great teams ever, Alabama poured it on 63-48. And emotionally, Lane was up for that game. Here comes Ole Miss headed to Tuscaloosa. We've got a 14 and a half. Bet MGM's got this number at 15. So it's toggling between 14 and a half and 15. The one thing I will say about Ole Miss, and all we think about is Corral and the Heisman and, you know, that wide open offense, which is awesome with Lane Kiffin, who Amal just said is the best play caller in college football. Get your response. But the difference this year for Ole Miss is DJ Durkin and that defense, where they were the second worst in the country, giving up almost 520 yards per game last year. They're right around 50 eighth, which is basic, but basic defense for Ole Miss combined with an explosive offense is pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, look, they are 49th Ole Miss in the country in offense, a defense compared to where they were. And as Bill Walsh often said, if you're going to win on the road, you've got to, your offense has got to carry it. This whole notion that you can go into Alabama, you can go into Tuscaloosa and just stone their de- their offense and get the ball back and play field position and win the game 9-6. No, 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 no. That ain't going to happen. What you have to do to beat Alabama is you're going to have to get into a track meet. What you want to beat, if Philly's going to beat Kansas City tomorrow, you're going to have to get into a track meet. You're going to have to slow the game down, but you're going to have to you're going to have to get that track meet going. And I think that's where, when you watch Ole Miss's offense, they can do that. They've got skill. They understand the scheme that Nick's trying to run. They play fast, which complicates Nick's defense. You know, when you play fast, you can't get all the checks through. You can't look at the sideline and get into the right play all the time. And that neutralizes what Saban wants to do. Saban always has a check for a check. And so he's able to get into what he wants to get into. The reality here is when you play fast with tempo and you have a blue chip quarterback who can win with his legs and win with his arm, 
you got a hell of a chance. And it's going to come down to can Ole Miss get some stops? That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to that. I mean, look, they've scored 43 against the Ville. They went 54 against Austin Pay. doesn't count. And Tulane, they put 61. Now, we know Tulane, you know, they played Oklahoma 40-35. And they don't, look, they don't go three and out. The offense is so efficient. 7.7 yards per play. They're scoring about 53. I understand the competition hasn't been there. You know what's fascinating, too? I was thinking about it. I'm like, they lost Elijah Moore. They lost Kenny Yaboa. I mean, they just lost these players in incomes, Drummond and Mingo and Sanders. They've got yeah. a three-headed monster at wide receiver, then the three-headed monster at running back. But again, we always point to the defense and the reason uh, you look at that total. How about a Nick Saban game consisting of a total of almost 80 points? It's 79 and a half right now as far as the over-under. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the under here, but I think this, look, they've got a bunch of senior transfers that came in that helped their defense, right? So yep. that was really important for Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the transfer portal. That defense would still be bad. And it's not good enough. It's just they got to get a few stops in this game, and it's challenging to do that. And they've got to be able to control the football. The one thing where Mississippi's program can't get to Alabama's level has never been because they can't get skill players. That's not the case. They always can get skill players. The problem has been internally in the defensive and offensive fronts. They have a hard time getting enough great offensive and defensive linemen to win. They get they get linemen, they get defensive, they get some, you know, they all play in the NFL, but they don't get enough of them, and they wear down in the durability. This is going to be a tough stretch here for, for Ole Miss. Okay, they go here, they go Arkansas next week, and then they go into Tennessee. Tough, will be a tough game, even though Tennessee's not a great team. Come back, play LSU at home. So this is a tough, tough game. Two of the next three are on the road. We'll learn a lot about Matt Carell's Heisman chances in three weeks. And I'll get to Corral and then, of course, Bryce Young. Here. I would say this, though, Patrick. I would say this. If he plays well in the first half tonight and they look like he's going to play well, you better go play some Heisman numbers because that number will shrink. You'll get bad value by the time the game's over. Yeah, we got a quarterback comparison. Uh, Mr. Stephen James Bond's got that coming up here in a second. Why don't we go ahead and throw it up? Okay, so the one thing I will say about Corral, because, again, digging through his numbers this morning, he is – there's a home – and away split that's significant. 27 touchdowns, five picks at home there in Oxford. While on the road, he's 16 touchdowns, 13 picks. And this is going to be a big-time road test for him, obviously, at Alabama today. Conversely, how about this kid, Bryce Young, who was maybe the biggest recruit? I know that sounds crazy that Saban's ever landed, but he's a stud. He's completing over 72% of his passes. He's got 15 touchdowns. to the You see the one pick. He's been flawless as well, Michael. Yeah, look... Look, the one thing I know about if you're at, at Mississippi and you know you're playing Alabama in Tuscaloosa, every game that you played, every practice that you've had has always been about how are we going to play Alabama on the road, right? Everything you're doing is centered on Alabama on the road. You know, we, we know we can beat Louisville. We know we can beat Tulane. We know we can beat Austin Pay. Right, We understand that, but everything in practice is centered around the communication for going in there and handling the hostile environment and being able to utilize the silent count and being able to utilize our ability to communicate through noise. I would be shocked today if they weren't prepared for that. You know, I'd like to say, as I take a look at the total, inching closer to 80, just out of principle, 
you'd like to bet the under because Nick Saban's involved. And then you look and you look at last year and there was over a hundred points scored. So it's almost yeah. like, you know, but again, but I think this, I think you got to control the pace of the game. I, I think you've got to slow the game down. You know, I mean, the thing that's amazing is, is they score these points with, with, you know, typically you get 12 possessions in a game, you know, and I would think, and because the clock stops on first downs, that adds to more possessions in college than it does in pro. But I think you've got to limit this to 12 possessions. I think that's what you have to try to do as best you can. You know, I, I'd say this. There's a lane returning to Tuscaloosa. Tomorrow we're going to talk about a return. You've heard of him. Tom Brady's headed back. To, okay, never mind. Uh, we'll discuss that tomorrow. Many layers to that, <laughs> to that onion that we'll peel back. But lane returning to Tuscaloosa, you'd say, well, revenge, because last year they got blown out 63-48 after being tied 42-42, what I would say is this is a Saban revenge game because he gave up 48 points last year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's like Saban's going to be – that's got to be eating him alive that he gave up almost 50 to, uh, to Kiffin in that offense last year. There's no doubt that he will have a, a scheme that he understands about how I got to play it. And trust me, as much as I talked about Mississippi preparing in the spring – Nick's prepared for this, too. This has probably been Nick's biggest focal point all offseason is how am I going to handle the spread? How am I going to handle these type of offenses? And he's got to get control of the quarterback. And what happens most of the time in these games is your rush lanes get distorted. And then Corral takes off on third and seven. He gets a first down. He limits the way. Nick loves to play two-man on third down. Loves it. It's hard to play two-man on a quarterback that can move and run like this. So it takes away a lot of the things he wants to do, particularly on third down when he needs the ball back. Also, if you are betting the over, you're late to the party. Because remember, this game opened 74 and a half, Michael. Yeah. So, and, and people are still betting it. <laughs> just, it's again, it's about timing. I'm not telling you you're going to lose the bet. I'm just telling you you're getting the worst of it if you're getting now in on the over. Okay, so here's the deal, Michael. You know Express Bet, and I've got some picks for you from Jeff Siegel. Santa Anita. Love it's it. open. Hey? The fall meet. Oh, yeah, Santa Anita is a wonderful place with the mountains in the background. Jeff Siegel likes the 10-horse music festival at 10 to 1 on the morning line. Wow, big odds. Also, Santa Anita race 10. Jeff has a 7 Tripoli at 3 to 1 on the morning line. Right now. Now, if you go to first and express bet and use the code Vegas 1000, uh, you're going to get $10 immediately deposited into your account, then $10 up to a thousand on the deposit match for all the information. Go to vcin.com slash horses. It's easy. vcin.com slash horses. Again, Jeff Siegel, he likes the 10 horse. Uh, in race one at Santa Anita, he likes in race 10, the seven horse. Okay, make sure you check it out. VEASAN.com slash horses. We're just getting started, man. It's a fun start to the show. Huge week five college football right here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, so make this football season your best sporting season ever right here. VSIN.com slash subscribe. I like to say you want a side hustle. We'll take care of it for you. 22 bucks a month. You get everything we offer plus free bets every single day sent to your inbox. Get over there right now. VSIN.com slash subscribe for a free trial. All right, Michael. Well, they wait for it all week. And it's here. Yeah. Old boy, old boy, Carl Johnson down at the, <laughs> at the Beau Ravage in Biloxi. Jick. Jack oh, Johnson man. on Twitter. Look at him. Do you have the goblet Looking with good. you today? Hey, buddy. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, it's Twisted Steel and Sex Appeal. How you feeling yeah. today on a Saturday? Fine as frog hair, baby. 
finest frog hair. Okay, well hey. put. Big man, let's see. This is a big one. I mean, the book today, you're in Biloxi, Mississippi. What will you have more? Will you have more Tide fans or will you have more Rebel fans? Uh, you know, it's a, it, right now it's a pretty good mix. It usually stays a pretty good mix. But uh, if I had to lean one way or, no, uh, or the other, I would say that we've probably got more Alabama fans in this week. Yeah. Wow. Where's the wow. number there for Where's the number on that game? Bama hosting Mississippi. Uh, there, let's Carl. see. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, right now we're at, uh, we opened at uh, 15 and a half. And right now we're still at 15 and a half and 74 and a half. Now that totals jumped quite a bit. Uh, yeah, that, that totals up to what? 70, 79 and a half right now. We're at 14 and a half and 79 and a half. Wow. Wow, wow, 79 and a half off the 74 and a half opener. The most bet game, Michael, you can see it there as well. Arkansas George is getting hammered right now. And BetMGM's got the most tickets and handle written up right now. Arkansas is b- being bet, Carl. This number open anywhere between 19 and 19 and a half. Bet down to 16 and a half with Georgia favored. Where are you at there at the Beau Rivage? Yeah, that's where we're at. We opened at 19 and a half and 48 and a half. And right now we're at... 16 and a half and 49. This is going to be a great game. What do you, who do you, let me, I don't want to leave. The, I want to go back to Ole Miss. Who do you like in Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Alabama? Where are you leaning? Uh, you know what? I'm taking the points. I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, they, they throw up points. I mean, I, you know, I, I haven't been really impressed. This is not the same type of Alabama team we've seen in the last few years. I think they're vulnerable. Um, I think Lane Kiffins is going to, I think he's going to throw the barn at him. So, I, you know, I don't know if, uh, uh, it depends on how well Alabama's defense goes, but uh, I, I really believe, I look, I look for Lane Kiffin to throw the whole barn at these boys. And how about Georgia, Arkansas? Where are you on that one? What's your nugget on that one? Yeah, so right, we opened it at 19 and a half, 48 and a half. We're down to 16 and a half, 49. Look, but where's the Carl Johnson pick? Where's the where where where's the sex appeal pick? Where who are you picking <laughs> in this one? You know, uh, I've been a Georgia fan all year, and I remain a Georgia fan. But I don't bet with my heart. Uh, I like the points in this one. I think I, I said it last week. Arkansas is one of those teams where it seems like they can beat anybody on any given day, and uh, I like them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the points in this one. Most importantly, Carl, Carl Johnson, of course, Beau Rivage down in Biloxi, Mississippi. Most importantly, do you have the Southern Goblet with you? What's going on? What are I you sipping on? Okay, well, let's go ahead Look, and see it. Hey, there it is. Right here, <laughs> there it is. Look, I've been signing. I never would have figured that I would be almost 60 years old and I'd be signing styrofoam cups, but that's what I've been doing all week. Is that styrofoam? I thought that was crystal, Carl. That looks like crystal. Yeah, well, that, well you know what? I mean, you've taken America by storm, and you know, I mean, that's an important thing. All right, so we got to take you north of the Mason-Dixon line. I hate, I know you hate going. I know you hate going there, but Notre Dame, Cincinnati. Where are you on this one? Hey, yeah. So uh, uh, we opened this at two and a half and fifty and a half, and right now we're still at two and a half. Well, we're at two and fifty and a half. But let me tell you something about this Northern football. I can remember, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Michael, you and I are pretty, pretty close in age. This was the type of football game where we'd go outside, we'd cut our T-shirts off in half, put our sweatbands on, and we'd play rough and tumble tackle football. I love it. 
Yeah, I, I do too. It's fun, you know, but I, I'd say now that I'm older, I got to go inside and warm up with hot chocolates. So I'd have to do that, you know, but I, I want to pick. Now, this is what I love about this one here. You can't, I know if this was Notre Dame playing South Alabama, you would go South Alabama, but you got two Northern teams. Who are you taking here? Uh, look, it's tough to beat Notre Dame and South Bend. You got three things that you got to do. You got to beat the team. You got to beat that little leprechaun fella that's running around the field. <laughs> and you got Jesus in the end zone. I mean, how are you going to beat that? Look, I think this, I don't understand why Cincinnati's favored in this ball game. I really don't. I mean, they, you know, I, I like Notre Dame here. I think it's a great pick, money line. Throw at it. Go at it. All right. Are you surprised that Wisconsin sitting one and two? Are you surprised they're favored against Michigan? And where are you sitting there at the Beau Ravage? Absolutely, I'm surprised. I mean, the. You know, I'm surprised at a lot of these games this week. Um, how how in the world are they favored over this team? I don't understand that. Um, you know, they get drummed last week, 41-13. I, I don't get it. I'm going with Harbaugh on this one. Now, I'm with you. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. No, I'm with you. I, I want to know... I want to know what's your sleeper pick of the day today. That's what I really want to know. That's what people tune in for. What is your what pick do you that nobody's taught? Is it Auburn, LSU? Do you like Auburn or do you like LSU? What what's your sleeper pick of the day? Uh, you know what, my sleeper. I don't know if it's a sleeper, but we haven't been getting a whole lot of action on the game. But I like LSU this week. Um, you know, I mean, we look that total last week. I'm still mad about that total. We was on the right side of that total. They give up, you know, it was 10 points in the first half, just couldn't get there on it. But nobody's been talking about this game. I think LSU rolls here. I like laying the, the four or the three, wherever you're getting it. I think we're at three and 56. I like the Tigers. Yeah, Auburn, LSU right now, mostly across the board. You just nailed it, Carl. Three and 56. Carl Johnson, of course, runs the book at the Beau Rivage down in Biloxi. You can find old boy on Twitter, Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter. I see you've been active on Twitter, my man. You're good on love Twitter, it. huh? I love it. Yeah, you're good. I, I'm learning. You know, I, I've been looking for you, Patrick. You know, I, I talked to Michael. I, I got a six-year-old <laughs> trying to teach me, and I've learned a good bit already. But I didn't know how to find you. I, but now I know. I, I figured it out last night. I don't know about Michael, right. but I've been obsessed. And I'll, uh, Sorry, Michael, to interrupt. I've been obsessed ever since you started the show today. You said you're fine as frog hair. I tried to right. Google it. What the hell does that mean, Carl Johnson? Well, it just means that you're doing good, you know. <laughs> yes, okay, right. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's the spread? What 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 is going to be the what's going to be the app? What's going to be the spread today for lunch? I mean, we're, are we going barbecue? I mean, when we're going to watch the Alabama Mississippi game, what are we going to have on the what are we going to have on the food table? I, I'm eating I'm eating wings and French fries today, baby, with ranch dressing. That's, that's, of course you are. No blue cheese, sure only are. ranch. And by <laughs> the way, get him shaking his head. No, he don't like the ranch. <laughs> Bond is saying no. And Michael, if you don't think, if you ask me how I'm doing from here on to eternity, if I'm going to say I'm fine as frog here from here on out. So get ready for those text messages to be coming to you. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, Carl, I, I can't. I can't wait. We got to go remote down to the Beau Rivage at one time. I mean, we got to see this whole operation in action. It's shocking, though, that you are, you know, in Mississippi and there's still the Crimson Tide. You're just, you're a border town. You've got all those people coming from everywhere, don't you? 
That's right. Look, we got to stay friends with them all, too, you know. They're all good people. <laughs> they all like to talk. They all love their teams. Yeah. It is going to be it is going to be packed at the Beau Rivage today. How's has Lane stopped by? Lane Kiffin has he is old boy Lane Kiffin stopped by the Beau Rivage yet? Because it's he's the type of dude that likes to tip him back and have some fun. No. Oh yeah, but the, you know those guys they don't they don't come in the sports books. You know I'm I'm uh, I'm voodoo to those guys. You know they stay away as much as possible. All right, there it is, Carl Johnson, Beau Rivage. Stop by, say hi. He'll it. take a selfie with you. He'll sign an autograph. And if you want to find him, he's on Twitter. Jick Jack Johnson. Thank you, Carl. Have a great Saturday, buddy. Thanks, Carl. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Fine as frog hair. I mean, that's just uh, it. I, I didn't that's... even know frogs had hair. That's, that's I didn't the even point. know frogs had I Googled hair. it. They don't. And so I'm, okay. I was getting a little confused, but I, from now on, if people are like, even people that, if I'm dating you and I'm texting you and you ask me how I'm doing, I'm writing back fine as frog hair and it will be confusing. Right. Don't worry. We're good to go. Don't worry about um, it. I, I find it interesting that, that there's so many, like he said, he's a border. He's right there on the border. So he's got a lot of it. I think he's right. I think take the Mississippi and the points, they score too much. But, you know, that's funny. The Auburn LSU game, we're not talking about that very much. That line has moved to Auburn, hasn't it? The number has moved to actually open four and it's been bet down to three. So it's actually moving to LSU here. So, Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Open four bet down to three. I actually see a, a, a site offshore. That's got LSU laying two and a half, Michael. And actually yeah. the VIG is, is, is headed towards uh, Auburn as well. So that number's actually headed to two and a half with LSU laying at Auburn yeah. in town. And, in a total and, and of now that Carl Johnson likes it, it could go down to one soon because he could shift the number better than any of the Check greatest out your screen. Of all it's lighting up right yeah. now. And we just had Carl Johnson <laughs> coincidence. I think not from Carl Johnson to Josh Applebaum. That's how we do it here on the Lombardi line on a Saturday. He's coming up next right here. It's V sin, the sports betting network. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, you can discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's time to sign up right now. So register using the bonus code VSIN100, VSIN100. Win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on any college football team to score today. That's going to happen. You're going to win $100 if you're a new better over at BetMGM. $1 to win $100, code BSIN100. BetMGM.com or download the app. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. As we say hi and welcome you back, Jick Jack Johnson, Carl Johnson. We appreciate him on a Saturday, Week 5 college football. Michael Lombardi out at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Josh Applebaum, of course, Market Insights, VEASAN.com slash podcast joins us. Michael, you know, it's interesting. Two top 10 teams, you're not generally going to see a number open. What, 19, 19 and a half as well. Hi, Josh. Good morning. Arkansas and Georgia. Arkansas off the big win against Texas A&M. Now, it has been hammered. You see BetMGM right now. This is the most heavily bet game on the board, and everybody's betting Arkansas right now. So that number's come down to right around 16-ish, 15 and a half. The question here, and Josh, I'll start with you. K.J. Jefferson, the do-everything quarterback for Arkansas, he left in the win against A&M. He's got the knee injury. Looks like he's going to play. If he doesn't, that's Stetson Bennett who will start. So K.J. Jefferson means everything to this Arkansas team. But let's start with the number, 16 and a half actually, right, Josh? 
Yeah, you're exactly right, Patrick. So I think, you know, focusing on the four most heavily bet games of the day, Arkansas, Georgia, Ole Miss, Bama, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Cincinnati, Notre Dame. What's interesting is two team, two games for each of those four have the same theme going on. So the first one with the two big ones, Arkansas, Georgia, Mississippi, Bama, are these big dogs that are getting hit, plus the points with the line moving in their favor. So, Michael, I'll, I'll you know toss it to you which one you like more, but Arkansas would match the first one. This is a play here, guys, where you know it looks like the public is actually leaning Arkansas here. It scares me a little bit as a contrarian that they're kind of a trendy dog. But oftentimes, even though they're popular with the public, I think there's respected money there as well. And, Patrick, you mentioned the quarterback. Also, JT Daniels here with Georgia. He's questionable. Don't right. know if he's going to play or not. That could be a reason why we're seeing this line shift. But, guys, Arkansas is a team that I think a lot of people aren't giving a lot of respect to. You know, last week I was on Texas A&M, pretty sharp move for, toward Arkansas. They end up winning outright 20-10. to 10. So now they're ranked eighth overall going into Georgia, uh, who's ranked second. And, again, public's leaning here with Arkansas, but the line's going in their favor too, Michael. They open 19.5. They're all the way down to 16.5, may even get to 16. Uh, I think what you're looking at here is can can uh, Arkansas's offense score against this great Georgia defense? They're averaging 36 points a game for the Razorbacks, 480 yards per game. Georgia's only giving up about six points a game, 181 yards per game. So, Michael, what do you think? With this big number, You know, are we not giving enough respect to Georgia? Do you think this is sharps on Arkansas or more the JT Daniels questionable injury here? But I'm leaning toward taking the points. What do you think, Michael? Can Arkansas keep this Cinderella run going and cover this number? I'm leaning towards taking Georgia. I don't know how Arkansas scores. I mean, I don't know how Arkansas scores. I think it's doing you a favor lowering this line. I think it's kind of a – I think it's the best thing you could do. Let them keep lowering this line. I mean, how's, how's Arkansas going to score? K.J. Jefferson's got a bad ankle. He's going to get – He's this is the best defense he's going to play the entire season. You know, and so he's got to deal with that. He's playing on the road. It's a hostile environment. Texas A&M, that was a 50-50 split crowd-wise, so it wasn't really a problem. Between the hedges is a problem now. That's a problem. And Georgia's defense is going to be a problem. And I think Georgia, the, the best thing that ever happened to Georgia was that Arkansas has got this reputation. Because Georgia would have easily, this number would have been, you know, this would have been an easy walk in the park day for Georgia. But now they've got some respect and they've got some clout, so it's going to garner all of Georgia's attention. I think they're doing you a favor, this line going the other way. I think it's going to be, whether JT Daniels plays, I think it's going to be hard for Barry Odom to handle this, his defense at Arkansas. I like Georgia. Yeah, and it looks like Daniels will give it a go, but good job, Josh, mentioning JT Daniels to do everything quarterback there, Georgia, who's always banged up. He missed a game earlier this year due to injury. Michael, great job with the injury to KJ Jefferson. Also, Traylon Burks, their number one wide receiver, and their deep play, that's their deep hitter. Uh, with Arkansas he also was limited in practice so they're injured and also back to you on this one Michael as far as emotionally Pittman's done a hell of a job at Arkansas this is a team a couple of years ago that didn't win a game under Morris in the SEC all of a sudden he's got them ranked in the top 10 but emotionally off after a huge win against A&M to turn around six days later that's a big turnaround it is, and you know, he's got a bunch of these what they call super seniors on his team, and that certainly helps, but at this time, you've got to block this front of Georgia. That's a problem. You know, that's really where it all starts. You've got to block the front, and all the front of Georgia is, they're not underclassmen. I mean, Jordan Davis is one of the top players in the country. Adam Adam Anderson's one of the top players in the country, and then you've got De Devontae Wyatt. I mean, this is four really good, and it becomes a problem. Your quarterback's got a bad ankle, playing on the grass, I think this is one of those where Georgia's team speed is hard to see on the tape, 
And when you get into the game, it becomes more obvious. And I think that Georgia is by far the better team. I think that as the number keeps coming to away and as Sharps or whoever they are out there somewhere in the general public, the same people that were on Maryland yesterday, as they go down this road, you're going to get a better number. Yep, Razorbacks fresh off that emotional win against A&M, and here they come getting bet right now. Bet MGM lets us know both the ticket count, money count, every way you look, Josh, is Arkansas money right now. Second most heavily bet game on the board, Michigan headed to Wisconsin, Josh. Yeah, so the other theme here, guys, is some fade the trendy dog spots that look kind of fishy. Now, this hasn't come through the last couple of weeks. I think they look pretty bad here. You know, this, this uh, Michigan-Wisconsin game, we saw this last week where it was a, a play where the public was smarter than the Sharps, smarter than the odds makers. They said, give me the points with Notre Dame, then up rolling over Wisconsin here. But it's intriguing to me that even though Wisconsin was really disappointing last week and let a lot of wise guys down, the public isn't off, or the public is still fading them, but Sharps are still on Wisconsin, it looks like, guys. You know, what's fishy to me is Michigan is, is undefeated 4-0, they're ranked 14th in the country. Wisconsin is awful loss, they're 1-2 and and they're unranked. Yet, why is Wisconsin favored in this game? This is one of those fishy lines, doesn't make any sense. It always raises alarm bells for me if you're an unranked team and you're favored against a ranked team. So this is another public play to Michigan. Who knows, they may end up rolling here and Wisconsin may let down pros again, but they seem to still like Wisconsin here, Michael. Uh, line move toward the Badgers. They open like minus one, they're up to minus two, even though majority bets are on Michigan. And I think the play here, guys, would be this matchup, the run defense versus the rushing, the running game of, of Michigan. Michigan's really great this year because of their running game. They're almost averaging 300 yards on the ground. But Wisconsin, what's their strength? Stopping the run. They're only giving up 25 yards per game on the ground. Uh, Michael, also maybe a low-scoring game here. You know, it's 43 and a half. You have Michigan 3 and 1 to the under. Wisconsin 2 and 1 to the under. We have seen this thing fall a little bit, some 44 to 43 and a half. A little bit windy there uh, with with Wisconsin. So what do you think, Michael? You know, are, are you back on uh, you know Michigan here? Any reason no, to like Wisconsin? No, no. no. And could I, we have a low score? You're not game? getting me on Wisconsin. You're not getting me on Wisconsin, Josh. You're just not going to do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going there. I mean, I don't care if sharp reverse line to reverse line to a Wisconsin line to a Madison line to a Northern Terrain line. I'm not going there. Like, I, I, you got to prove you can play good. And who says Michigan can't throw the ball? I mean, let's just put this in perspective here. Penn State, Penn State held held them to 10 points. Notre Dame held them to 13 points. How are they going to score? How are they going to score? Like, I mean, where's what we talk about? Wisconsin's great defense, and you know they're 55th in the country on defense, right? They're 55th in the country on defense. Like, how are they going to score? Like, I, I take the old adage. Forget. I, I've I've done this show three years. I'm so tired of line movement and this and that. And re no, no, I'm not falling for it ever again. I fell for it last week. I got destroyed last week. I like. I'm staunch going the other way, you know. And and Maryland proved it to me once again. Like this is ridiculous. Believe what your eyes show you. Wisconsin can't score. They might win today. Great, great. But it isn't because of all of a sudden there's some magical formula. I just don't see it. Their quarterback's terrible. You want to go with their quarterback? You want to go with that quarterback at Wisconsin? Like, seriously, you you want to play that one? I don't. I don't. I think Jim Harbaugh's done a good job. I think Michigan will run the ball, and I think they'll play it. There it is, Duke, North Carolina. North Carolina's getting hammered right now, Josh. 17-and-a-half opener up to 19-and-a-half. Could be headed to 20 as well. You see the top of your board there. I'm just taking a look at some of these other big movements as far as uh, Arkansas, Georgia, we mentioned Arkansas is getting hammered. Michael and I were just discussing, maybe you can discuss quickly, LSU hosting Auburn. Auburn's getting bet right now. I see a couple of two-and-a-halves pop up off the four opener. 
Yeah, so a couple games in the same uh, betting system, guys. These short road dogs plus four or less came through last night with Houston. Uh, typically, these four or less dogs on the road, three points home field. Basically, it's a coin flip type game. So if you're getting points, it's kind of a buy low spot. So you're totally right, uh, Patrick. A couple games that match this system. One would be uh, Auburn going from uh, across the market, plus four to plus three at LSU. A couple other matches, Tennessee at Missouri. Tennessee went from plus three to plus two and a half. You also get Arizona State. Keep an eye on Arizona State late, guys. That's a team we had a lot of. Uh, you know, just expectations for maybe maybe not as good as we expected so far, but they're at UCLA and everyone's been in UCLA and yet Arizona State went from plus four down to plus three. So those short road dogs, uh, plus four or less, they're 16, eight and one ATS this year. They're 55% historically. So those would all be system matches. Uh, and then Michael, real quick, I heard you talk Cincy and Notre Dame. Any love for Cincy coming off a of buy two ranked teams, the favorites 58%. Got a lot of people betting Notre Dame, but that line's going to Cincy. A lot of books minus one to minus two around there. Look, I think it's up to Desmond Ryder. I think if he can play well today, I like Cincy, but I'm a little concerned about that one. I, I will say this. UCLA's defense is really good. I think you got to be careful on that Arizona one. Josh, we'll talk to you in the next hour. Michael, many Saints of Piscataway. How about your boys in a big spot today hosting Ohio State? We'll know, come back and discuss that matchup as we continue. Hour two next here. Lombardi